in a relationship, there will always be times when the male does better or the female does better. It doesn't matter. Mm. But the question is, when you have trouble, do you are you willing to bring down your ego and yeah. honestly go to the other person? Uh? Hi, I'm Mr. Money and you're listening to The Real Money Show, the podcast where we talk about how to make more money, how to manage money, how to invest money and more. Join us as we interview our guests and explore different ways to make the most of our money in the real world. Welcome to the show. Who is better at money, man or woman? That is exactly what we will be discussing in this episode with Michelle from Her Do It Podcast. We discuss the difference between man and woman in terms of perspective, habits, social expectations, and so on. We also talk about some common money problems that happen in a relationship and how to deal with them. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Hi. Um, like Peter just mentioned, I'm the podcast host for a podcast called Her Do It. So as you know from the name, Her stands for women and then Do It stands for money. So it's actually a podcast about women and money, but less so about giving financial advice. I think a lot of people are doing that really well like yourselves, uh-huh. but more about getting women, everyday Malaysian women to talk about their money stories, whether it's a great story or it's a story that we don't really talk about. So right. the podcast is more about that. Yep. So for those of you who are interested to learn more about our podcast, go and subscribe to it or follow it on Spotify. Is it available on Spotify alone or is there any other Everywhere, places? Everywhere, all the major Everywhere? podcast platforms. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the, all the other ones. All yeah. right. Michelle, why not let us start tonight? Everyone say hello, Michelle. You know, if you have, uh, you're watching this and you're there in front of the screen with us right now, just write there in the comments, say hello, Michelle, all right? Hello. And Michelle, why not tell us a little bit about why did you decide to do a podcast that has to do with, uh, that is more towards, you know, her do it, like female and money. Why not just do something that's generally about money? Mm-hmm. Why so specific? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think one of the first things is that I'm sure you listen to a lot of podcasts and to all the podcast fans out there, I don't know how many podcasts that you can name today, they are female focused, mm. right? Today, if you stare at all the top podcasts, um, not only across the world, but even in Malaysia um, and all the other media sites, for instance, YouTube channels, they are mm. usually dominated by men. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, in terms of like, let's say the financial services industry, they are also dominated by men. So if you think about a bank, you think about a guy CEO. Right? Yeah, so that's true. financial services and all the conversations around it has always been about men. And that's why women are a bit more afraid to talk about it. But money concerns everyone. But right. women are more shy. Um, they have more fear to talk about it. So I thought it was a good idea to just bring that out and help more people be comfortable um, mm-hmm. to talk about their finances by bringing everyday normal women to talk about their like, life and share their vulnerabilities. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, so what gave you this idea to actually do this? Ooh, that's a great one. So women, oh. the, the topic of women has always been like big for me. I think particularly after I read Lean In. So if you guys are familiar with Lean In, Cheryl Sandberg, you're using Facebook, I'm sure you know who she is. She's the COO of Facebook. So she started this movement called Lean In, right? Many, many years ago. Yeah. It's a women, women-related movement. And it's about empowering women. So after I read that, I felt that there were a lot of things that I felt like was talking about me. Like why are women 
behaving differently in the workplace and why do we always feel like we're imposters, mm. right? And then from then onwards, I changed how I behave in the workplace and how I behave as a normal human being because I know of all these inherent characteristics about women. Mm. So that's on the woman part. I think in terms of personal finance, as you grow older, I think the more and more you learn about how you have to manage your money and how you have to invest your money in order to grow that. So one fine day, I think I was posting on my Instagram about my origin of this, this podcast. Mm-hmm. I shared with my friend and you know MCO, everyone was stuck at home and yep. there's nothing much to do. And I shared with you before that I also can't sit still. Um, I was formerly a spin instructor and then I kind of didn't do that anymore because of MCO. So I had like a gap in my life and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I reached out to my best friend. Um, she works at the Central Bank of uh, Malaysia, Bank Negara. Right. And she's also like a big feminist. And I said, oh my God, I have a great idea. How about we start a woman-focused podcast for personal finance? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, that's a great idea. So we were supposed to embark on it together. But you know, it's always really tough to start something with a friend. Right. Yeah. So it's, start to, it's tough to start a podcast. It's tough to start like a YouTube channel. Although yeah. you feel like you always have a lot of great ideas together. Yeah. But anyway, she's now studying her MBA in Japan. <laughs> so she has that part of her life sorted out. So I figured, you know what? I'll do this myself. So that's right. how like the whole women focused podcast. Oh, started. so it was something that you already kind of like discussed it together, but along the way, uh, she she had to journey on in her own path, and you yeah. decided to pick up the project and just do it yourself, right? So kind of my idea, I pitched it to her, and she's like, "Okay, I'll support you in any way I can." But what's interesting is that, like I said, she is a central banker, mm-hmm. but she herself like doesn't know much about personal finance or investment. Right. So she said to me. I can help you like with the operations, but then if you want me to share anything, I don't think I have anything to share because I only put my money in fixed deposits. Right, I right. Like, okay, like then that's a real problem, right? Because even people who are in the know and in the industry are not doing anything. That's true. I, I think there's this uh, preconception that many people think, right? Uh, many people think that when you work in a bank or if you, you're an accountant, you will be actually good in personal finance. Mm. But the truth is, these are two very, very different things. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people this thing. Uh, if you're an accountant, you're probably very good in preparing an account. Yeah. But you probably don't know how to interpret an account in the eyes from an investor's point of view. Mm, yeah. Mm, probably mm. a guy who doesn't even know how to prepare an account knows how to look at the accounting, uh, the, 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 the financial statement in, in, from the eyes of an investor better or either from a businessman better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. think that's... So right. talking about that, I, I want to go back a little bit earlier. Mm. Now, you mentioned about the lean-in movement and you were yep. saying that there were certain traits about women about how they behave at work that is inherently different from men. Mm. You know, um, Could you like enlighten us further of what do you mean by that or what are some of the examples that we can see from it so at least all of us can be a little bit more aware? Mm. So I think one of the first things is something she calls imposter syndrome. So when, more, more so for women, it's not that men don't feel it, right? But then women mm. feel it more than men. So for instance, if a woman receives something or she receives, let's say, a new job or a promotion, she always feels that, am I good enough? Am I as good as the people around me? So for example, a, a story that she had was, she's actually a Harvard graduate. But then when she was at Harvard and when she was studying, she felt like, did I get here by chance and luck? Because why do I feel like everyone is smarter than me and I'm not mm. smart enough? I okay. feel like, huh. That's something that I feel as well, um, no matter like which stage of life I'm in. And I think the more you speak to people about it, the more you feel that people always feel in, 
women always feel more inadequate about themselves mm. um, compared to men. So that's one of the things. I think there are a lot of stories along the way that she shares using her own experiences and her own anecdotes that ev- I feel generally women can relate a lot to, be it at the workplace or be it at home. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the movement became like a really big one across all women. Right. And I think one of the other things, maybe more so for Asians compared to Americans, is when people give you a compliment, like, oh, today you're very pretty, ah. Just like my makeup. (laughs) So women tend to do that more often than than men as well, right? So that's actually also one of the things behind like what Cheryl Samuel talks about in her leaning movement. Why can't women just accept the compliment as it is? Like, why do they have to defer it away and make it sound like an insult? Right. 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 Yeah. So yeah. what do you guys think while watching the show right now? Uh, if you agree with uh, Michelle and you have any thoughts about it or certain some things that you have observed, you know, that uh, women can't behave differently and especially if a woman and you identify the same emotions, just write there in the comment, you know, write lean in, you know, that would actually say that uh, you actually are identifying with all this, uh, all this problems or I would say um, emotions, emotions that that people face at work yeah. I would say to a certain extent as well talking about it being a guy right um, let me see when someone praises me do I actually feel bad no right you accept it and be like thank uh, you no like actually same thing like, I don't oh. know what to say <laughs> Okay, then maybe there's a cultural yeah. element to it. But but I think guys kind of don't really pay attention to it to a certain extent like see? someone praise you then you just kind of like so forget uh, about okay. it like okay, it, yeah. it, it like uh, this is what I think. When someone praises me, I'm like, mm, okay, but it it doesn't really affect you too much to my life. I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't like you. You can't confirm that I'm good at something or yeah. some stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I I won't purposely say yes or no. But nowadays, when someone praises me, I try to say thank you. Mm. Yeah, I realize that. Um, it's actually a good response. It is. Just tell, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. And try to find something nice about the other person and praise them back. And, but not being fake. Yes, not yes, like, exactly. You say, it's not the last, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I get I, you. I, I have this thing, right? I always tell people this. Uh, if you want to improve your work life, you want to improve your social life and work life, even if you want to promote faster at work, one of the things you do is that go to your office every day, try to think about one person and give them a compliment. Mm-hmm. But think about a sincere compliment. Yeah. Don't, don't praise everyone in the office every day, but mm. every day find a different person and give them a compliment. And it has to be sincere. So you don't go to the person and find that like the fella is ugly, right? You really, in your mind, the fella is ugly. It's actually very pretty. Everyone don't is la. beautiful. <laughs> everyone oh, okay. is beautiful. That's true, that's true. Or like, maybe you think, cute like, is the um, word. The person doesn't have a nice hair. Uh, okay. They say, oh, your hair looks very nice. Maybe you don't like the color, right? Yeah. Then don't say lah. Mm. Find some shirt or something, man. Mm. Maybe mm. the fella got cute socks. Maybe the fella got, uh, got like nice bag, you know? Yeah. Just, just say something nice. Yeah, and, yeah. And that would make people like you better as well. Yeah. Yeah. Something I, I can add to that, I read a book recently and they taught us that when you want to give a compliment, not necessarily appearance, but let's say if someone done a good job at work, don't give just a sentence of, oh, great work, you should be specific. Yes. So let's say, I really like your presentation. It was very structured and clear. Yes. Yeah. So be specific so that it doesn't sound exactly fake like you said, because nice can mean anything. And can yes. also mean like I didn't put much thought into it. That's right. That's right. I mm. think, yeah, what you say was very true. Being specific with what you want to compliment someone mm. with is 
something that that really gives that extra mile in your compliment. It's not like just going to someone and say, hey, leng chai, leng chai. Eh. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, hey, mama you, guy also yeah, called me exactly. leng chai. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just about to say that. It's like, if you want to feel great about yourself, you can just go to the hawker center and be like, Uncle. It's like, yes, thanks. I. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I like this comment. Uh, Sin Yin say, or think like, what do you want from me? <laughs> Don't like that. La. Probably when you go to your parents, right? Hey, Appa, you look very good today. Your parents you say, money, is it? Hey, what do you want from me today? <laughs> That's why I have to be sincere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, talking about all this uh, feminism and everything, tonight our topic is men versus women. Mm-hmm. Who's better at managing money, right? Ooh. And probably we won't be able to come out and then say like, hey, you know, calculate stuff and so on. Yeah. But we are going to explore the differences between how guy and girl thinks mm. about money or mm-hmm. career or whatever that has got to do with it. So we have a little game that's prepared for today. Right. right. Let's bring the game on. For those of you who like games and you would like to see us play this game, okay, you got no choice to see us play this yeah. game actually. <laughs> yeah, just write game there in the comment if you are ready for this. All right. I am excited. I haven't seen any of the questions. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do in tonight's uh, game. We have some questions prepared and these questions are either questions or either statement and what happens is that I have not read through it Michelle has not read through it. It's a surprise. What happens is that we're going to pick it out. Once we pick it out, then we are going to share with you guys our thoughts. And after that, you guys can also write down there in the comment, what are your thoughts about those items? Mm-hmm. Now, before we begin, whatever that we are going to say here tonight, uh, nothing is meant to discriminate yep. uh, the other gender. Everything has to be taken open-mindedly and let us not suddenly you know, go into that whole bickering about stuff. But if you would like to voice out your comments, you know, just go ahead and write there. Uh, I promise you, I won't take offense. Yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. And and it's it only reflects our own opinions, right? It doesn't yep. reflect anyone else's. So That's if you say right. women do this, maybe you don't. So please don't take offense yep. too. Yep. So whatever comments there are tonight is merely our own personal opinion of things. And uh, yeah, don't take offense. Yep. So let's get the game going. Let's All right, go. Sean. I hope this is exciting. Thank I hope you this very is exciting much. for you guys. All right. Let are we us, answering uh, the same question? Yep, it'll be okay. the same question. You're okay. going to bring it up. Okay, okay. Just, I'm going to put it here. Yeah. You're going to pull out the paper and let us discuss on the topics. I'm not going to pick the first one because, you know, Ooh. when you buy vegetable, right, you have to pick the one at the back. Oh, yeah. that is you so guys know Asian. That? You guys know that? Yeah. Yes, that is also money <laughs> advice, okay? Get the fresh one. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we buy clothes? <laughs> take the... Take the clothes behind as if there's any difference. <laughs> it's like this one not so not so dirty lah. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you bring back also you wash it yeah, also? Yeah, please wash your clothes, guys, before you wear them. They are not clean. We're so Asian, right? Yeah. Yes. Are we ready for the first statement question? I don't know what it is. Alright, let's go for the first one. Alright, let's see. It is a budgeting. Oh, budgeting. budgeting. The first word that comes okay, to Okay, nice, nice. I All see right. where this is going. Just statements. So what do you think? Budgeting. What comes to your mind? Okay, so I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. I study math in university, so I love Excel. I'm known as the Excel queen at work, so mm-hmm. my budget is on an Excel sheet. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so I have like a little um, sheet that I put the categories of. Like I, I do the whole like envelope method, I guess you mm-hmm. call it, mm-hmm. or like the 50, 30, 20. So I have a 
fixed amount of what I can spend for each category, right? So I have a little pie chart. Oh. And I have that like detailed down to every single line item. So that's mm. my budgeting method. So do you really track your budget? Yeah, I do. So this is an interesting one because I covered this in a couple of episodes of mine on, on my podcast. But I used to use an app because apps are cool. And I used to mm. use this app called Fortune City. I'm not too sure if you've heard of it. It's a really like cool... Sound game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a um, tracker app that is gamified. So you can mm. actually um, track your spending or budget, you can key in your individual line items and then you can build a city. So let's say today you ate food and you track like, okay, 20 ringgit, I eat um, nasi lemak. You can build a food shop. So every time you put in an expense, it creates a building for you. Wow. And you can combine the building and become a bigger building and then you build a city called Fortune City. Wow. So I used to use that, but then it became really... Um, I became really addicted to it because it felt like a game and I spent yeah. money on the game so that was not the plan. I spent money to buy gems because you can buy gems. Okay, so. buy- <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the opposite of, <laughs> opposite of personal finance. So, so there's this app called Fortune, Fortune City, City where you're supposed to do budgeting yep. but they gamify it so much that they actually have internal sales for gems yep. for you to actually build cities. Yeah. Or either you, you, you record don't need your budget. It. You don't need the gems because... <laughs> As time goes by, you collect gems, right? But then if you want to speed up the process of building your fantastic fortune city, and you look rich, right? Then you buy gems. Wow. They had a 50% that, sale. That, <laughs> so I bought the gems. That is like, that is like, uh, that is more clickbait than clickbait. <laughs> it's like, clickbait you into yeah. spend money, yeah. but yeah. telling you to save money, right? I know. Wow. And that's why I quit and I'm back to Excel, guys. Wow, so if wow. you're spending money on your budgeting app, uh, maybe you want to relook at how you right, how right. you pick your budgeting app. Right. Yeah. I see. So, so um, for me, let me share my budgeting with you. Uh, my budgeting is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not I, expect that. I think um, I, I always have a budget in mind in the sense like, okay, how much am I going to spend and so on. But uh, for me, it's pretty much simple. Whatever money I earn, pay over the bills, uh, set aside certain amount, then done deal. That's the Leftover amount. Leftover is spending money. Yeah, for, for me, it was always like that. Uh, now, I'm not sure whether is it because of a guy. Yeah. Right? But I tend to, since I was, uh, after I graduated from uni, I tried to budget for a couple of months. But after a while, I came to feel that like, budget is stupid. Mm. Not, not that budget is really stupid, all right? It's actually good. But I felt that like, look, you're only earning 2,000 plus ringgit. No matter what you budget, right? You're not going to be rich. So why not you focus your time, right? On thinking about how to be rich. So that, that was me. So when I thought about budget, right? Yeah. Immediately, the thing that always comes to my mind is budget is secondary. Because <laughs> you make money first. Make correct. more money first. Yeah, so so I guess that's... I'm not sure if there's a difference between a guy and girl. I think it is. Yeah, but I tend to be more aggressive. So when I think about budgeting, I think about it not as something that's extremely, extremely like the thing. Yeah. It's the number one thing that I want to focus on. Mm. Uh, my number one thing to focus on is always how to invest, how to be richer. Yep. Yeah. But for you, when it comes to personal finance, is budget actually the first thing that comes into your mind? Nope. No. Completely not. Oh, then yeah. what's that? It's probably investing as well. Because mm. I think when you reach a certain stage, for me, I look at personal finance as stages. So first is probably, to me, it's debt because you want to clear your debts, right? You don't owe people money. Then it comes to like planning, um, like budgeting, spending, saving, and then investing. So once you have like the earlier stages completed, so you already 
kind of have like you're not spending more money than you're making mm. you can automate your money to go into savings you already build your emergency fund then the next step is investing lah. So right. that's how I look at it. Right, I mm. see. So we are we are actually looking at the same thing, right? It's just a very different approach. Mm. So one is we take a safer approach where let's plan it all out and have a safe path towards getting towards growing my wealth. Mm. But uh, for me, it's more towards, look, uh, safe is no need to be so detailed. Just set aside, done deal. Close your eye and move on. Yeah. Got it, got it. Maybe <laughs> so, that's like a woman-man thing as well. I, I think so. Yeah. I, I tend to realize that most of the personal finance uh, stuff when it comes to female uh, content creator, they tend to focus a lot more on budgeting and expenses, tracking, how yeah. much they spend and so on. Yeah. But men, when it comes to personal finance, we tend to also focus more towards how to make and grow money. Yep. Why, why do you think is that this difference? Uh? So... I think it's because when you when it comes to investing, you talk about risk, right? And I was listening to this women CEO, um, one of my favorite women CEOs. She runs a company called Elvest in the US. Oh. Yeah, so she was former like head of like a lot of departments in Merrill Lynch, and then she was uh, called like the last honest banker in Wall Street. Wow. So she she figured that all her peers were men, and then none of the products, financial products, were targeting women. So she started her mm-hmm. own women focused robo advisor, and they are doing a lot of other things now. So what she said was. Women and men um, can have the same amount of money. For instance, they have the same amount of savings and they are making the same amount of money. But somehow, men invest more and women invest less. And at the end of the day, then women, uh, then men become richer than women because they are more aggressive when they are investing. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind that is that women tend to be a, a lot more like, I want to know everything first. I want to study everything. I want to have all the knowledge mm-hmm. before I dare to put my money into investing because they fear losing that money. Right. But for men, even if you don't have sufficient knowledge about a yes. certain topic, about a certain investment class, you just go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> and in the long term, you are going to make more money. So that's one of the things that she said. Let me tell you the other side of that statistic Ooh, that I read, right? Yes, yes. So what you say is true. Uh, men tend to be richer because they are more aggressive in investing. Mm. But generally, they are also more poor men than poor women. Yes. Because <laughs> men... Because they don't mind investing, they also tend to lose more money. Yeah. yeah. And you're right when it comes to that. I think most women, uh, I mean, over my years, I, I've, I've been a financial planner for the last uh, 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, serving my customers and all. I, I came to realize one thing. My female customer, either they trust you like super a lot mm. or they would want to know every single detail. Yeah. And even if they trust you, they also want to know details. Yeah. And they would question detail like, hawk. Guys, on the other hand, is more let's have a drink, chill, relax. Uh, okay, you think this? Okay, 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 okay. Jalan, jalan. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. Very rare you will see a man who is very particular. Not very rare, like It happens, but yep. more statistically, more women than men. Yes, generally, is the women that are more. Uh, yeah, attention that, to detail. Attention it. to details, yeah. and and they tend to be more afraid of losing money. You're mm, right. Mm. Yeah, but men on the other hand tend to be a bit more they're willing to take more risk. Yeah. 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 So that is one truth. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that reflects in terms of budgeting. And I'm just not very good in tracking. I feel like, yeah. I feel like you ask me it's to track tedious. every day. It's so tedious. tedious. I cannot. I cannot. The more I track, right, the more I, I feel angry at myself. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people feel that too, and that's why actually budgeting is not a very successful thing in the world, right? How many people actually budget? I ran a poll on my Instagram, and then people were saying, I was asking how many people actually track all their expenses, and the majority of people don't. So, you know, maybe it's not a very successful thing to do, I'll, easy I'll, thing to I'll do. I would say that. Um it's easy to start, it's hard to maintain. Yeah, yeah. That's most things, right? Like exercise is so easy to start, hard to maintain. Yeah, that's right, true, that's right. true. Yeah, that's true, that's mm. true. No, so that's about for budgeting. Why not Great. let's go into the next one tonight? Great. I love that. that what, what are your thoughts on budgeting? Why not at the meantime when we are taking a look at the next question, you guys can write your thoughts on budgeting. How many of you guys here budget and what are some of the ways that you actually maintain your budget or make sure they become successful at it? So write down in the comment to share with us. Great. Hopefully you guys don't use Fortune City and spend money like me. <laughs> I think MAE is good, you know, now. Yeah. Like, like now I'm starting to use MAE. Yeah, like, the Maybank one. Yeah. Easy. Just tracked everything for me. Yeah. And like, uh, suddenly the day I was, uh, I was showing my wife. So I was like, oh, we use that much of money. Yeah, okay. Like, recently we bought a house. So we're like, what? So I shocked my life, you know, when I saw that amount, I was like, huh? Yeah. I got you so much money on me. Luckily, <laughs> it tracks like, for oh, you. Oh, that's, 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 the, that's the down payment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why you use those ads. So at least you yeah. know. You look back like, oh, yeah, my money did not go nowhere. <laughs> All right. Okay, great. I feel like this doesn't apply to me so much. Mm. Because, who, well, the question is who pays the bills? But because I'm with my family... So my family pays the bills. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So why not let's talk about it in the perspective of uh, if we talk about dating and getting married. Yep. Who do you, what is your expectation in terms of paying the bills? So coming from a mathematical background, I would split according to how much money we make. Oh, wow. So, so based on proportion. Yeah. So both of you come together. If let's say the combined income is 10,000, one makes four, the other makes six. So... We'll make it six Yeah, four. I don't think you have to look at, okay, the water bill, let's split six four. The, the astro bill, let's pay six four. But generally, what are the larger expenses? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that maybe goes to the person who makes more money. And right. then like the combined like smaller expenses maybe and goes to the woman or, or like other people. Mm -hmm. So I was speaking to a friend as well on the podcast and I asked her how she splits her, her bills with her husband. And she said, oh, we just decide like, okay, I get the groceries and he gets the bills, for instance. So I think that can potentially work as well if you right. decide on yeah, right. what category of the bills you want to pay. I see. So, for yourself, right, um, what are your expectations when it comes to like being in a marriage or being dating? Uh, if let's say you to get married, what are the things that you expect the guy to pay? For example, like I, I know some ladies that would say that I can pay for certain things but when it comes to the house installment, I want him to pay. Huh. Uh, so, they, they are like some pet peeves I would say or like mm. some stuff that they expect so mm. what about yourself what what are some of the expectations that you have I have no expectations of like in terms of money I have no expectations la. so if you talk about like house installment then no I think if to me that's a split as well but maybe when it comes down to like the smaller expenses then it's more of a like you do this like you, you take one time and I take one time right. so let's say you right. go out for meals then you take turns Mm. And you go for anything that's together, then you take turns. Less so of like, oh, today's bill is 200 bucks, let's split by mm. half mm. or let's split by proportion. But I guess for larger expenses, then maybe the idea of splitting it accordingly or if you have a pre-agreed amount of how you want to spend it, then that right. would be the, the amount to spend. Right. So there's also this discussion that people actually have, right? About um, after getting married, mm. should you actually join your expenses? What are your thoughts on that? Would you 
drawing expenses or would you uh what what are the ways that you actually go about with it? Yeah, so I that's a great question because I probably this this thought comes from my parents. So my parents don't have a joint account. Mm. So then for me since young it's like oh why do we need a joint bank account? But then if you have joint expenses, so let's say if you are if you have children and you are saving money to pay for your children's education, I think it makes sense for you to have a joint account. And there are so many joint expenses, right? For instance, like the bills, yeah. the the loan for the house, for instance. Yeah. So I think it does make sense. I don't know why my parents decided not to. And that's how my childhood um, opinions of, mm-hmm. of a joint account was stemmed. But across the years, I realized that actually it makes more sense to have a joint account for joint expenses. And then everything else that is your own. Right. So to me, it's yes for a joint, but then agreed on what you use it on and who contributes how much into the joint account. Mm. So it's kind of like a, a common fund that like, let's say we say that uh, we are going to fix 5,000 every month to it and you put in 70%, I put in 30% or whatnot. And then it'll yeah, be so like, everything that we share, then we, we will go into, we'll draw from this fund. That's right. I see, I see. I see. Mm. So... For myself, when it comes to paying the bills, uh, I I would definitely feel proud if I can pay for every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that for me, as a guy, you know, you tend to have that ego. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know why. Like, probably it's, uh social. Like since you're young, your yeah. parents and and the movies, even stuff that you watch, right? Mm. Uh, and uh, even articles they read, you know, uh, it kind of implies whether explicitly or implicitly that a man who pays for all the bills is a successful man. Mm. So you kind of tie your... Self-worth. Self-worth oh, to no. it, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so there is this... Like, like for example, I, I'm not sure. Like for you, yeah. it, do you think it's easy for you to tell your partner like, okay, look, uh, for expenses, we are going to split it this way. Mm. Uh, and you can just say it just like that. Mm. Like you won't feel like you're offending anyone. You'll mm. feel like it's just a suggestion. How do you feel about it? I think I'll be okay because I think based on my character and my personality, the person already expects me to be this way. Right. I already like right. know who I am. Right. It's not like out of the blue suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm very calculative about everything. I see. So mm. here's where I find that there's a difference between male and female when it comes to splitting money in yes. a relationship, yes. right? Um Females tend to be easier when it comes to talking about money. Mm. Yeah. But when it comes to men, it's very hard to talk about money. I've met so many men in my life when they date. So what the most, the first financial crisis that every man that I know face is this. When they're chasing the girl, yeah. trying to get her as a girlfriend, they will usually over budget for the next few months until they get the girl as their girlfriend. And for the next three months to keep the relationship sweet and fantastic, yeah. they would also over budget. Okay. And then by the fourth month, mm. they will start realizing that, okay, it's time to save. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. And, and that usually is their first financial crisis. Now, how many of you guys who are watching this right now actually had that financial crisis before? Write down in the comments. I thought you were going to talk about like 2008 or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a personal financial crisis. The market don't need drop, you drop first. <laughs> wow, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. real, you know. That's real. I've spoken to so many men. Uh, yeah. That's usually the first financial crisis they face. And, and it's so mm. difficult for them to to go and tell their their partners that look actually over the last few months all the nice dinner and everything uh it's oh, not man. really sustainable oh, so no. why not let's start uh saving and can you pay for some of the stuff and it's going to be so hard to say yeah uh, but i feel yeah. that for females right it's very easily said one just say any yeah 
Oh. But on the other hand, I also find that when they say this, it's usually the guy have to pay more. La. <laughs> it's it? really they say oh. they pay more. La. <laughs> oh. No, I, I don't know. La. From from what I see, tend to be like that. La, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, what are your thoughts? Is it because the social expectation for female is less when it comes to responsibility towards being a provider per se? Mm. And uh, it's harder for male because that's a provider. Like male, we have this... Whether you got money, no money, there's this whole social pressure that implies that you need to be a social provider, then you are considered successful. I think it stems all the way back, right? History and like society and structural norms, like back in the days where <sighs> women cannot vote and women stay at home, men were the one who provided. So I don't think we've shifted a lot of our thoughts, even though today, like we talk about gender equality, right? So I think it just passed down from generation to generation that women never, your mom never, your grandma never taught your mom to have to like, oh, you should pay for half the stuff. So your your mom never taught you that yeah. as well. And then yeah. when you go out, like your dad pays for everything, then like, okay, like that. La. So I guess that is how, how it happened. But I think it's also how you were brought up. If you were brought up to see that both your parents were paying equally for certain things, then you learn that and you apply that in life. But let's say if you're, for instance, if your mom was a housewife and all that, income comes from your dad then mm-hmm. you also think that okay men are the one who need to pay for everything mm. so I think it stems from childhood and, and then that stems from his, history yeah true mm. true I think yeah it's it's really more of a, a overall culture kind of thing mm. yeah so I, I think as female faces feminism in terms of feeling that like hey, you know, you're, you're not as capable as a man in that sense. Yeah. I think men faces an overpressuring idea of being an unrealistic yeah. uh, hero. And yeah. especially today, it's going to be harder and harder because there are more and more females who are actually earning very well. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is, I have many friends who are ladies who are single mm. simply because... They make more money. Yeah, and there are many guys who actually somehow... Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And having said that, right, quite mm. interesting some of the comments that we actually get here. Let's take a look at it, right? Yes. So Derek say this from cafe to mama, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew guess, say Speaking it, from experience. <laughs> The feeling of being defeated need time to recover. <laughs> I guess a lot of men are resonating with you. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so is it true? But but I, I think this one is... Uh, yeah, so Nur, Nurhan said this. I had the same crisis back then just to impress a girl and feeling as, as a guy, I need to pay for uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's very true. But I think that there are some guys who are very smart. Like Yin Hao said, first date should always be at a hawker center or mama. <laughs> very smart. You have been in the dating game for a really long time, Yin Hao. <laughs> that's true, that's true. You are smart, you are smart. And, and I have to agree. I think... Uh, I think like after, I mean, I'm married now. So yeah. like, adi. but for those of you who are still in the dating game, you know, and whatnot, uh, my suggestion to you is if you are thinking about looking for a wife, go to a mama for your first date. It also tells you a lot about the person, right? When you go to a mama or a hawker center, who he or she really is. Yeah. We yeah. can set some booby traps. Yeah. Like cockroach <laughs> run across, see what happens kind of thing. Yeah, not true. just money, you know. True, true. Mm. I, I think it's very important to start the food with uh, knowing what you can't take in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I last time when I started in relationships, I never really think about what I can't take. I always start with like what I want. Yeah. But very often, what kills your relationship is what you can't take. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I've known people who are like... Uh, when they dated, everything's perfect. But after a while, they realize that like there are certain things they just can't. So yeah. 
maybe it's good to kind of like test those uh, waters early. Waters early, yeah. So like, if let's say finance is really the thing, then uh, you know that in the next two years, mama is really one of your most common eateries, right? Mm, mm. Then you gotta just go for that lah. But if let's say you're a multi-millionaire right now, <laughs> you yourself don't go to mama, then don't go and bring up mama lah. That's not just to test people. Okay? Yeah, you you do that in sincerely test people, then. You got a problem, ah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe the person needs to know too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this is good. Go after twenties girls is go cafe. Go after thirty girls. <laughs> you are also very experienced in dating. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to totally agree. And ninety three, link ninety three. I suppose she's a uh, ninety three lah. Yeah, ninety three yeah. is it? Thirties are not yet. No, right? uh, not yet. Uh, before. Right, right. Uh, so link, link. You go to cafe or your mama. future, your future self. We are talking about your future self. Very nice. <laughs> so she's uh she's she's telling us that right now, if you want to date her, yeah. you have to go to cafe. Yes, yes. Take note of that. She's just saying. <laughs> Kamini say hawker is cheaper than mama. Hmm, that's depends true. That's true. Uh? You order. Well, depends what you order, ah. Huh? Mm. Mm. I feel like Mama, ah, uh, for Malaysian, ah, uh, feels that you can sit down there and talk longer. Hawker, ah, uh, you eat anything. They wanna chase you away, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. maybe like the value is better at the Mama. Uh, yeah, at the Mama is value better, ma, because you can I, sit longer. Yeah. Maybe you go Hawker because after you can bring her home. Is <laughs> mama cannot. <laughs> eh? <laughs> after first date. <laughs> no, 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 we are not. Edu- we are not <laughs> teaching that on this show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But yeah, talking about it, that's true. And uh, Jensen, that's a very good one. <laughs> Jensen asked this question. Aww. My friend's wife, uh, want Gucci or LV? How? Let me tell you how. I got the answer to that. This is the advice you are here for. Yeah, I tell you how. If you're married, just go back and tell your wife, thank you. Tell story to your wife. Because uh, your friend's wife want Gucci, right? Nothing to do with you, la, to be honest. And you can't help, lah. Uh, Maybe the wife is talking about herself. So so you go to your wife and tell, hey, my friend's wife, I want Gucci or those. Uh. Hey, thank God you don't want Gucci, you know. So you already put the food in already. That is, <laughs> that is the smartest advice ever. That is the smartest advice. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Right. Even if you have no friend whose yeah. wife wants that, you just go and do that anyway. Yeah, and, and go and like, yeah, just say it and then like go and uh, maybe if that's a girl that you want to date, you know, just tell her, like, what do you think uh, like that? Uh, see what she say, you know. If she say, oh, why not? That's a... Hey, go on, you know. I really got friends who are like that. Like, like, like what, what the luxury like, bags or talk about? No, like when you tell them about such situations, they'll tell you, why not? It's... She deserves it. They'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're like, oh, okay, really? Uh, You don't even know the story behind? Yeah, you straight away say you deserve it. Mm, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. So mm. there are people who are like that. Just... uh. Think about it. Yeah. Up to you. You know, you, you have your own opinions, but if you need to run away from that, that advice was mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kamini also asked this question, uh, what's your budgeting 101 and why? Yeah. So, just now we covered that on the first question. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you want to just repeat that uh, for Kamini and just share a little bit with her yes, as well? Yes. Yes. Kamini, for me, I'm an Excel nerd. So, Excel for me, but if you want to check like a tracking app, I mentioned Fortune City, but do it at your own risk because you may spend money to track your money. So that's for you, Kamini. So Excel sheet is the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there's so much you can do, right? Customizable, you can make your own charts. So when, when it comes to budgeting, uh, is there any logic one? Uh, do you, I mean, skip a bit since we're already on that a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, is there any logic like logic to it that you, like certain rules that you must follow rules. or like 
what what is your your yeah, what is your portion that you're putting in? Like how many percent for this? How many percent of that? Because I've done so many. I've mm. tried like literally 50, every 30, year 30. when I start my year, I will start with a budgeting for three months or two months and then I'll abandon it. So every yeah. year I try a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I get me. you. Yeah, sorry. So what what's yours? What was the one that worked for you? Wow, that's a great question. I, I feel like I've also been adjusting it. But then I'm privileged, so I don't have to spend a lot on fixed expenses. So instead of spending, like having to spend on fixed fixed expenses, I move that money into investments instead. So for me, it's more about making sure that I automate all my money into investments on a monthly basis, like move that out and then like you, like the rest of the money. Oh, right. right. So you don't have like a very fixed portion, like, okay, 30% must be on this. I have that percentage, but then, I mean, you won't die if you don't follow the percentage. Mm. So as long as at the start of the month or when you receive your salary, the right amount of money goes into the right places that needs to sort certain things out. For example, bills, investment, Mm -hmm. savings, clearing that those are out of the way then everything else left you decide how you want to spend it right. in whatever way you right. want mm. do you know that uh, I was reading this book um, I read it twice mm. it's then a really yep. uh, it's called Dollar and Cents mm-hmm. yeah I'm not sure if you read the book I haven't read that one but I'm planning to but I love yes. then a really it is a very very good book yeah. so uh, he did it together with uh, what's the name that comedian fella lah yeah, very very funny. Uh. Okay. It's a good book. Jeff 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 Chrysler, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Yeah. So it's a law graduate turn into a like kind of like what we are doing right yep. now, a finance content guy, mm-hmm. but comedy style. Mm-hmm. Right. So um he was he so he's a he's an authoritative, I mean he's a he's an authority in psychology, right? Psychology, yes, yeah, yes. In behavioral psychology. Yep, correct. So he was saying that actually when you adopt a more simpler budget it actually works better than you having multiple buckets or whatnot. And mm-hmm. also for us humans, when it's too complicated, you won't get it done. It has to be simple because that's exactly. how our minds are wired. So he said that at the end of the day, the simplest way is just tell yourself, every month this amount is going to go here and you're going to save up and remaining, leave it kind of like on a blank canvas. Because he, he also said this one thing that if let's say you were to put your budget in this way, like food 30%, if you spend less than 30% of that month, the mm-hmm. chances are you will spend the remaining just to make up to the 30%. Correct. Because you already set your mind as such. Mm. So he did say like, uh, one, of the, one of the most common way the businesses do this to us is, for example, e-wallet. And when you put your money in e-wallet, yep. you're more willing to spend Correct. Correct. than you are paying cash. Mm. So I noticed I have friends uh, who are not, who, who actually don't, I have friends who actually don't spend a lot, who are very careful with what they're eating, what they're paying for food, right? And suddenly when they put their money in Grab, uh, they're willing to order the expensive food. Uh. Yeah. The Grab food, they're willing to order yeah, they, more. They are less calculative with the dollar and cents suddenly. Because they don't see it. Because it's already there. Uh. Mm. If I don't use, it's, it's like already there. Cost. It's sunk cost already. Okay. So, and, and, and I think like Club Med does it to us. I, I haven't been to Club Med. Uh, mm, I'm not I sure. have. Yeah, so... Apparently, when you go to Club Med, you pay for a package and every day they just give you beats or something like that. Oh, I'm not sure about that, but maybe that's the same as cruises and, and all, all-inclusive all resorts where you yeah. buy like a package and yeah. you get like this X amount of alcohol or something. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So even if normally you wouldn't use so much, you, you would use just to make like, up the oh, number. Because you feel like, value for money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So straightforward budgeting. Yeah. That's my way. Uh, Just set aside an amount. I and agree. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think it's good to track like what you did, you know, knowing at least what are your habits, where yeah. money is going to. Mm-mm. And thank God for MAE, now it works. Yeah. Not, not trying not to promote sp- them. But, yeah. <laughs> not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go to the next one then. Okay, I hope it's something controversial again. Ooh, that'll be fun. House. House. What, oh. what do we talk about for house? Ooh, yeah, your thoughts on renting and buying. Ooh, that's renting. A controver- that's oh, controversial. That's a, that's I a love good one. that. I love that question. Most of the women, before they get married, they want to make sure that the men own a house or both of them can afford to buy a house. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Not my personal thoughts, but I think like probably that's what most people think. Because if you want to get married, you probably want to have children. And if you think about having a family, you probably want a fixed location and mm-hmm. a house where you can call a home. Right, yeah, yeah. right. So I think that's what most people would right. think. Yeah, I think it's good to get the audience thoughts on this. Yes, fantastic. Now, for those you of think? you who are watching this show right now, mm. Hmm? Mm, what mm, do you mm, think mm. about this? If you want to get married, must you get a house? Yeah, especially for those who are not married, must you get a house? Buy lah, not rent lah. Yeah, huh? yeah, buy, yeah. A buy, a buy a house. Buy a house. Buy a house. I think yeah. that's more controversial. Honestly, mm. for me, doesn't really matter. Um, I subscribe to, which is completely opposite from my family. Um, yeah, I like to do things the, the other way. But although this uh, personal finance guru is highly, highly, highly controversial and may not be the favorite people in the personal finance scene, but Ooh. Ramit Sethi um, oh. talks a lot about buying and renting. I think a lot of things hold true that a lot of reasons why we buy houses is because we were f- given that thinking when we were young, right? Mm-hmm. That you buy a house because why are you throwing away your money on rent? Correct. And you want to buy a house because houses will always go up in value. But that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are not planning to be in a fixed location for the rest of your life, a house is going to tie you down there. So I think more and more so now, people are probably renting more than buying. Two things. One is, not tying yourself down. So let's say if you get an opportunity to work in a different country, then at least you don't really have to think about that and having to pay alone when you're not here. And the other thing is also, oh, I've lost my thought there, but I think that's a big mm. one uh, in terms of like you're not tying yourself down yeah. to a singular location when like you're buying a house, for instance. Mm. And, oh, sorry, the next one is more on the cost of housing nowadays. So when people look at the cost of buying a house, they're only looking at the monthly repayments where there's actually so many hidden costs yep. of buying a house. Do you think about like buying your furniture? When you just buy a house, do you think about buying all the different things and how much do they cost? Yep. I remember speaking to a colleague when she bought her house. She's like, oh dear, like, I think I need to decide what to buy first. Do I buy the bed first or do I buy the couch first? Or <laughs> my husband wants to buy a TV first. He said we can sit on a mattress. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that I've never... That he thinks the TV is important or else how is, is he going to watch football? I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't know that those are conversations that you're supposed to have. So I think that that's a major one. Right, As right. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> and repair costs, right? Like let's say if your aircon is spoiled, for instance, yes. you never thought that, oh no, like these are all the things that I have. You need to buy aircon first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe fan la, maybe fan you know no aircon la. yeah exactly exactly those wow. are the questions to ask so for you if 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 your boyfriend were to propose to you and you mm. guys were to get married right please don't give me the key <coughs> I mean so it's it doesn't matter it's not important, matter. It's, not important. it's not important to actually have a house nope. as long as there's a place to stay even yeah. if it's rented yeah. it is fine yeah right mm. yeah same same thing me until, yeah. until today I'm living with my uh, father-in-law yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, I have properties, but yeah. we, we rent it out. out. Yeah, we That's don't stay smart. out. 
Yeah, yeah. we don't stay in any of our properties. Yeah, a lot of people do that. That's the investment. Like, when people think about buying a house, they buy a house for themselves to stay and then they call it real estate investment. I don't think that's an investment. Yeah. Right? Because once you sell your house, you make money where you're staying. You also need to stay in a house. Mm-hmm. And then when you buy a property, then everything else is going to be expensive again. That's so, right. Yeah. So actually, we had this um, discussion. I know where this came out of. You want my <coughs> house, is it? <laughs> Got it. We we had a discussion the other day talking about uh, if you get married, uh, yeah. must you have a house? And one of the reasons many younger people were talking about like they're holding off their marriage because they yeah. feel that they can't afford a house yet. <clears throat> and so I was uh, telling people this, that if... <laughs> I don't think house should be a problem because mm. it is okay rent. Yeah. Because think about it this way, right? I always tell people this. If let's say today you already know that you can't afford a house, the mm. chances are in the next three to five years, you won't be able to afford your dream house. Fair point. You won't be able to afford a dream house. Yeah, right? I see where you're going. Yeah. So even if you want to get a house, you will end up getting a place that is a make-do. Subpar. A subpar. It's mm. not really what you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is... um. You know, just livable kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really what you want. And yeah. and you will end up stretching that budget for sure. One. Yeah. Oh dear. You're right. And when you stretch that, right? Let's say you get a house that is about six to seven hundred thousand. You will end up still paying about like three to four thousand plus everything every month. Mm, correct. And you could probably probably rent the exact same house in that place really for nice. only thousand five to two thousand yeah, ringgit. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So you save a half of it. Yeah. yeah. And then all the headache that comes with yes. owning a house, the you really... You don't have to fix anything. There's yeah. no maintenance. Correct. There's no nothing. You save 2,000 ringgit a month. Correct. And correct. you know what's the best part? You like, then you move to a nicer design one. Nah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have the power. Yeah. Yes. But after about three to four years, you would have more money. Yeah. 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 And you would be able to buy a new house. Correct. But if not, you will be stuck with a subpar house for mm. the next few years. Yes. And probably for the That's next 10 to 10 years. Assuming you can get something else and, and all the loans and everything, yes. all the effort that you've already put into the house, you've been living there for 10 years, you're likely yes. not going to move. Yes. So I think that it's not really practical in my in my belief. Yeah. So, um, I mean, me being a guy, I, I also had that idea that, hey, maybe I should get a house first yeah. uh, before I get married. Mm. Uh, but that was something that I had to really ask myself and... Uh, asked my wife as well and then we talked about it was at the end of the day who planted this thought right was our parents ah. mm-hmm. and, and there's no real like truth in it right yeah. mm. like if you talk about in the in Australia in uh, in UK or whatnot, you won't really see people saying I'm not getting married because I have no money to buy a house right it's very rare right yes don't think I've ever heard that yeah, yeah. It's, it's like really really very, very rare unless you're from the really atas society kind of thing but then there you have inherited a house anyway Correct. so you know you don't have to buy a house yeah, yeah so I think it's really one of those things that that you know doesn't really make sense yeah. to yeah. us yeah. Not, not all the money um, education that you get from your parents is necessarily true. Like, I think that is true. the essence there, right? True. Mm. And and I like this one statement. Kamini said this, most people get broke before marrying. Yes, Kamini wise right. words. Yeah. Wise words. So after getting married and then you need to pay so much for a wedding and after you need to continue honeymoon. paying for a house. Yeah. And then honeymoon, you mm. know. 
I Children. personally think, I personally think you might as well take the money and go for honeymoon lah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yep. think it would be it will make your marriage happier. Yes. 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 Yeah. That that's my and personal honestly, opinion. Honestly, more and more people are doing that today, right? They are spending less on their their weddings, and especially now COVID, you can even have the excuse of not wanting to invite some friends because of the reason of COVID. You know, it's like sorry, not that I don't want to have you there, but. Yeah, There's a limit right. to the space and you yes. can only have 50 people yes. so you're not in my 50. And and it's not really that I don't want to do a wedding ceremony right now. Um, It's just COVID. It's la, safer, so, you know. Yeah, so you save money. So for those of you who are thinking about getting married mm-hmm. right now, trust me, now it's actually a very good time to get married. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, <coughs> just, uh, yeah, yeah, just get married now and and help the wedding industry too because they are <laughs> suffering. Help these um, small businesses, the photographers and all the other caterers and whatnot, right? That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Mark say wedding ceremony using Zoom. You're yeah. right. Yeah, just yeah. Zoom invite. Get the free one. Uh, make sure under yeah. one hour, you know, yeah, or you else can, it will shut down. Your yeah, you're, you're, you're more if you're, if you're generous, you just grab food delivery for everyone. Uh. I yeah. saw that online. <laughs> I saw a couple that is considered a nice move that they send food to everyone. Some don't send food. Mm. You know, if you're nice, you can consider sending food yeah, to your yeah. friends. Just send some like simple food, even yeah. just kueh or whatnot. Then yeah, yeah, they yeah. say that's your wedding ceremony. They happy, you know. Uh, it's not I don't want to do a big wedding ceremony and then you can tell a girlfriend you know it's not I don't want to buy you a nice dress you want dress right you want you want a nice dress I can can trust me she don't have the mood to get herself a expensive Vera Wang you know mm-hmm. she'll just get <laughs> a normal Wang, white yes. dress and uh, yeah. cause it's okay it pussy, still looks uh, good on zoom right everything true. looks good you now it's the best time best yeah. time best time really agree, best time she said honeymoon you say COVID yeah I can't even <laughs> interstate travel just do a staycation la right <laughs> terrible terrible <laughs> <laughs> Do not say you learned that from us, please. Do yeah. not quote us on that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So this is uh, one thing about house. I think yep. Uh, yep. both of us agree yeah. that don't need to. It's not so much of a male Man. and female thing. It's more of a... What you feel about it. I yeah, think everyone has about different it. opinions about That's right. housing. Cool. Yeah, let's go for the next one. Nice question. Okay, next we have installment plans. Ooh, installment plans. So... Who should pay for it? I suppose that's a question. Oh, is it? I is thought it? like, would you would oh. you go for it? Like, installment plan? Mm, okay, come, let's go for that. Ah, oh, this is also from childhood. La. Like, I feel today all my answers are related to childhood, but my mom is a strong believer of we do not borrow any money. Oh, really? So like, she will say no to all the, like anything that requires borrowing money. Even house? Mm. Wow. wow. Mm. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, so I, I've been brought up to believe that like, I shouldn't, um, have like this kind of leverage but doesn't mean I don't uh. so if there's like free like mm-hmm. 0% installment plan right. or like this right. like, I, I don't buy like expensive phones so I wouldn't go for like the, the telco like 24 months mm-hmm. I, I don't know what deals they have but let's say uh, what do I have facial so facial can be expensive and they ask you to buy like 10 packs at one time mm. and it's like three four thousand bucks and you can like pay across 6 months or 12 months and it's 0% then we're right. like okay lah Oh. Yeah, so generally it's still in my head. Like I can hear my mom. We're like, why? But then to me it's like there's no risk. So Right. That's how I see it. Right, right, right. How about you? Right. Myself, uh I think if you can pay cash, pay cash. Yeah. But if there's zero percent, use zero percent. Good deal what? <laughs> right? That that's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah. can get zero percent, zero percent. Uh yeah. but in also also on another sense, I would like to talk a little bit right like about 
car installments and house installment because mm. because these are the two most common installments that we have correct, right correct and um property installment yep. i think uh no how many people can pay cash right yeah. so that one i mean you can't really run away yeah but and i think car is another controversial topic yes should you buy your car with installment or cash how about you start first mm. for this question no like um, preface first you have a car are you still paying so i have I have a car mm. that's under my name. Mm. Uh, I have houses under my name. Mm. Definitely all my houses are under installment. Mm. Uh, rented out. Mm. Uh, and I think for property, even if I can pay cash, I wouldn't pay cash. Yeah. Even if I've got car, will I pay cash? I also wouldn't pay cash unless it's a used car mm, mm, uh, mm, mm. at a very, very cheap price. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons is because uh, the thing that always stuck in my mind is that the moment you pay cash for house and car, LHDN will find you. <laughs> if you don't pay your taxes, if you pay your taxes diligently... Correct, true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, but, it's still, but it's still troublesome that yeah. if you get a check, right? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> That is so realistic. Oh my goodness. And yes, Josh Dio said this, there's a reason why bank offers 0%. The likelihood of you spending is higher. You are right. Mm. Because 0% basically means at the end of the day, uh, you see, the bank is doing a bet. Mm-hmm. They are hoping that you can't pay. Correct. And that yeah. you have to borrow money from them. And Correct. then you pay like crazily high interest rates on your credit card debt. And then they make a lot of money. That's right. Yeah. Mm. So actually, end of the day the, the financial system in a way it's actually trying to make money off people who have no money correct Isn't rather than people sad? got money yeah, yeah it's, that's the truth that's the design of the financial system in the world right in mm-hmm. Malaysia everywhere else it's just how it is yeah uh, but having said that right talking about car installment yeah mm, because that's probably one of the first installments that you guys are going to have if let's say your parents didn't buy you a car mm. uh, and I've been really bad with car installments I, yeah. at, at my husband has three cars Right, and I was paying like seven, eight thousand every month just for oh, car installment. Dear. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I was earning well at the time. Uh, but definitely wasn't good. Now I think back about it, shit, I would have saved like hundreds of thousands, you know, just if I didn't pay for all these stupid installments, right? Yeah. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm happy driving an old car. Yeah. Uh, my point is, I was talking to a friend about mm. you, you know the fire movement. Yep. You've heard of fire for mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are talking about like uh. If you follow US blogs and everything, or they talk about fire and what the things that they always discuss about car. No right? car. They'll talk about yeah. like uh don't buy a car or either don't buy second hand car. Buy second hand car. Cash. Yeah. Yep. And they would they are very often the conversation will go like this. The car is five thousand bucks. Why are you paying five thousand bucks for a car? You should save your money. And always I I think to myself, right? Five thousand bucks for a car. In Malaysia you can buy five thousand yeah. for a car. Five thousand dollars you convert also, right? Is it just a country? I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like that's where it gets a little bit irrelevant when you want to talk about installment in mm. You in a overseas context yep. in a Malaysia context. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I personally think that in Malaysia there are certain installments that you can't help, but you must have it mm. to a certain extent. Mm. And certain on extent. top of that, you really need a car in Malaysia to survive, especially if you're not living anywhere that is close to public transport or that Grab is going to cost you a lot of money to do your like daily commuting. Yeah. Then a car will make a lot of sense because sometimes how I see it is technically the car, although it's a liability, it's making you money because it's transporting you to a location that makes you money. 
And if you don't have that transport, then you cannot go there. Or it's going to cost you more to get there than owning a car. Then yes. it makes sense. That's so then right. it makes sense to have a modest car instead of flashing your, your money and buying a luxurious car, for instance. Mm. Correct. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the part where... I think in Malaysia, is more about getting used car or getting new car or yep. either do you, are you willing to settle for Viva or MyV yep, correct. Uh, which, which I've heard this discussion with people you know seriously I'm not kidding I, I've like I've been through this discussion with with, with young fellas who mm. just graduated and I told them why not just get Viva and then they were like no I, I need to get MyV because at least look better mm. then I'm thinking of myself like oh to who yeah, then the next thing, uh, like, I'm thinking of myself, right? To be honest, right? When you walk out, right? Whether it's a Viva Maivi, right? It's still a Perudua as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm, I don't mean to be insulting. Yeah. Uh, I started yeah. with a Kanchil. Mm. Yeah. Whether you're driving a Maivi or driving a kan- uh, uh, Viva, I mean, end of the day, it's double the price, you know? It's almost double, la. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right? 30 plus thousand for... And then a, like 50 plus, right? And then for, 50 for plus. Yeah, yeah almost double. So. Mm. Yeah. Might as well you just... Get a Viva and then save up the money, or get a used car, save up the money, and yeah. then go and change to a Honda when yeah, you got money. Yeah, yeah, right? like earlier you can change to a, a Honda. Yeah, yeah earlier yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, so don't. No, at the end of the day, no one really cares. Ten years from now, they won't really remember what you're driving. So as long as it gets you to a place safely, I think that's most important. Yeah. So mm. both of us agree that zero mm. percent is a good installment plan. Yeah. Yep. If you need to pay any interest uh, other than a house and a car if yep, nec- yep, no, car, no if credit necessary, card debt. Yes, exactly. Yeah, then, yeah, better just uh, go for no installment. Yeah. But yes, I have to acknowledge that there are some people who right now, maybe in the past, you have not been a very good, maybe certain things happen and you have not been very good with your money. Mm. And right now you're in credit card debts mm. and probably one of the only ways for you to get out is actually really consolidating it by using a balance transfer. transfer or either using a personal loan or whatnot. Then Correct. you have no choice. Yep. You better lock in that mm. than actually, you know, paying Accumulating off. more. Yeah, and accumulating more. Correct, correct. Yeah. Agreed. So use when necessary. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Nice. So, another agreement, uh, another point that we agree on. Very nice. Oh, the next one is really long. Ooh. Lovely. Should my partner earn more than me? Oh, male partner. Yeah, male mm. partner. Oh, this can also be the other perspective, right? That how a guy thinks about girl earning more. Or... Yeah, I think that's why they asked us this question, yeah. right? All right, let's go for this. Huh, Should I my am, partner I'm, earn more than me? I'm a lot on like equity and equality, so I don't <laughs> think it really matters to me, but I think more about it is what the guy feels mm. about making more or making less than you. Right. But for me... Mm. So you're okay even if your partner earn lesser than you? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Is right. there any caveats to it? Like, as I long think the as you're not bumming or yeah, like yeah, you're not exactly. asking me for money or something like that kind of correct, thing. Is correct. there any caveat? But then I think that's also hard to say. So I think bumming probably is, is like a major one where if you're just sitting around and not doing much and you're not someone who is like hardworking and hustling, mm-hmm. um, then maybe no. But then if the reason why you're making less is because you, you just started working or like you, you, are, you just finished masters or you just finished university right and right, then like you're right. making less money for instance in Singapore guys have to go to NS for two mm. years yeah. and at the start you're gonna make less so how how is that gonna work right the yeah. guy's always gonna make less to uh, compared to a woman of the same age mm. so I think when you're starting out in that way or you're starting a new business mm. right you're drawing no income um, but then you're hustling and you're working hard I think that's completely fine right yeah right 
But right. then if you're just sitting around doing nothing and then you prefer sitting around and watching TV and, and um, doing nothing with your time and that's why you're earning less, then not so much of the money, but then who you are as a person. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. It's not about money, but who you are as a person. Mm. So if let's say a person has been already successful and choose to retire way early, that's yeah. another story, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. I think what about good. you? Uh, myself, uh, I would say that I would, if my wife were to earn more than me, I would, I would not be angry. Mm. But there will be some part of me that will push myself to work even harder. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't mind my wife won't earn more than me. Yeah. But I know myself that I will also be competitive that I want to do something. Yeah. That's right? good. Yeah, so mm. I don't mind. I don't mind temporarily yeah. she earns more than me, but mm. I always have this thing where like I wish that for my for my partner, uh, working is an option. Mm, okay. Yeah, I see. That. So, but I'm also not so ego that at the end of the day, uh, she like like she just I, I just won't ask for help. Mm. Like like for example, when I first started, uh, when I got married. I was still uh, doing very well in my career previously before I switched to doing YouTube. Mm. So uh, my wife Joanna wasn't working for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So everything was paid by me. Mm. Uh, was it like luxurious? No, but good enough to get by. Yeah. yeah. And, but when I started this business and I really decided that, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to really go for full switch right now. So I actually literally took about half a year and like learn to talk to her, learn to bring down my own ego and have a chat with her and say like, look, uh, darling, things are, things are gonna start dropping. Mm -hmm. So when I'm gonna come into this business for full time, I, I can be sure that my income will drop significantly. Yes. So if you are not gonna work, it's gonna be really, really, really tight. Mm. So you, even if you want to cut down expenses, it's still going to take time. It's not like tomorrow your expenses cut down, right? Yeah. yeah. So you still need to pay off certain things and everything all rearranged, right? Mm. So you probably need to come back out and work. Yeah. And and she was also uh, graceful enough to to accept that fact and, yeah. and adjust herself and then decide to go back into work. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's also on both ends uh, in the sense where like, I, I'm not sure I never asked her about this, but uh, I I think I do feel bad that you have to go go out and work again, mm. and and because of that also I feel very grateful. Yeah, I feel very grateful that she's willing to like because everyone knows that your husband doing very well. You don't have to work. You know, so young already, no need to work. Your husband already jaga you tight tight like that. Okay. Uh, uh, then someone that time I was driving on my V, I let her drive my BM. So every day she go out drive BM and then <laughs> we're all like, wow, you damn tight tight, right? Yeah. Then uh. So she also had to bring down that that ego. I, I'm not sure whether it's that ego on her part, but like uh, mm. she also has to like learn to adapt and yeah. just say, no, I'm, I'm going to go back out to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, I'm willing to ask for help before we get into serious trouble. Yes. Because I've seen people only ask for help when they get into serious trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I would say that in a relationship, there will always be times when the male does better or the female does better. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But the question is, when you have trouble, do you are you willing to bring down your ego and yeah. honestly go to the other person? Uh? Mm, yeah. Golden advice. I really like yeah. that story. Definitely. So, I think when you're at different stages of your life, you unless you're working in a very stable job and today that 
probably doesn't ring true anymore, right? Mm-hmm. In COVID times, even if you had a stable job in certain industry, you have probably lost a job. So I guess when you go into marriage, it's a journey of up and down. And then it's having to, like knowing that you can have that conversation, mm-hmm. that you can switch roles for a bit, that you take a step back because of certain circumstances or certain things that you choose in your life that is different. And then the other person is willing to to take that step up to to help out. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I know but that it's a problem for some people. Uh. Let, yeah. Let's take a look at some yes, of the comments, yes, yes. right? I think this will be really fun, right? Some yes, of the comments, yes. yeah. Is ego the main keyword here that we see? <laughs> let's see. Uh Girl can earn more as long as both party, party can have the ability to sustain themselves and improve can already. Like this growth <laughs> mindset, very good royal. Very yeah, lovely. yeah. But, but I think there are some girls who mind one, you know. Definitely. I think in the world, that's all types of people, right? Yeah, that's true. La. That's so true. it's hard to enforce our thoughts on other people. La. We can just share what we feel. Yeah. Mm. So for Kamini, it's a earn more or less. It's nothing if he doesn't know how to manage his finance. Reject. Ooh, mm, like that's that. A good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a conversation you have to have yeah. before you get married. Mm. I think having said that, right? I think that's true. One of the most important caveat is don't be a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a guy and you're not working, make sure you're not bumming. Yeah. Like I, I think personally, even if you you made your money earlier and that's why you are kind of like retiring. Mm. If you're young, you shouldn't be bumming still. You yeah. should be doing something. Like, yeah. But do it more for hobby sake. Correct. Like, whether is it gardening or whatnot. Yeah. Do something. Like, don't just sit there. <laughs> yeah. You must be bumming because there's something else you want to be doing. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully you can turn that into something yeah. it else. It can be a cause that doesn't bring you money. It doesn't yeah. matter. But you're not... I think bumming is... Tough. It's tough to say yeah. yes to in know, any like, circumstance. You're just not growing, right? When yeah. anyone is bumming. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one, Amma say. Ooh, yeah, that is how you make money, right? That's how you save money and have money um, to invest because you spend less than you make. I yeah. think that's important. I think regardless of who you are, man or woman, it's important to spend less, less. than what, how much you make. Yep, correct. Yep. correct. That's, a, that's a good one. Mm. There's a question here. Um, how about this question? When men with, high, men with higher status but lower salary or men with lower status but higher pay, example... CEO but two thousand a month versus a garbage collector who's three thousand five hundred a month. Ah, so I think I the question here is the status. Mm. So whether it matters or not, the status, yes, does the status matter? Yeah. Mm. So so if we don't talk about income, yeah, does the status of your partner matter to you in terms of what kind of job, what kind of career, mm, uh, mm, what does mm, he mm. do? Does it matter to you? Has it got to be something that's like atas a bit in that sense? No, not at all. I feel like it doesn't really matter to me. Mm. Mm. So as long as you're contributing you to the society, I mean, don't be doing dodgy so, things. Like, don't be doing like black market things. Right, you know? right. If and that, if not that, you know, it's like honest, genuine work. Right. Yeah. As, as long as it's not illegal yeah, and stuff yeah, no, like that. No, no, not illegal yeah. stuff. Yes, yes. Right. So yeah. as long as it's not illegal, it's fine. Mm. Right. Doesn't matter what you do. So if let's say what he do is a little bit shady, Shady in what sense? <laughs> okay, like you say you're making that. like arbitrage because you're selling like durian or something like okay la. Right, like great right, area right. you're making like you're turning uh, opp- you're, you're making opportunities for yourself right but then it's like shady not like illegal gambling yeah or like you're cheating people's money and all those and, money mm, game yeah no not really <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it depends shady is um, uh, MLM okay MLM 
it's another story, but if it's a pyramid scheme, then no. But uh, so MLM as a business is okay. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I remember uh, there, there are people who actually mind if they are if their partner mm. uh, are actually earn, uh, are actually earning well, but it's not of a certain status. Mm. But if you don't share that with people, but my question is, status is all about societal view, right? So if no one knows what your husband if husband is doing, does it matter? So I've had that experience before. Actually. Lovely. Mm, last time when I dated, uh, very long time ago, yeah, uh, I had girlfriends who they themselves actually didn't mind yeah. Like what I was doing. Mm. Right. So I was an insurance agent. Mm. And before that, uh I was a I was student, lah, right? Yeah. But but <laughs> yeah. as usual as a student, I don't have any specialization. Mm. Uh, I'm a business uh major in psychology and business, right? So mm. not specialized, not honors kind of thing, right? Yeah. So um mm. they are a family of uh lawyers, doctors, accountants, everything all that. They they're family all professionals. Mm. So they feel that I'm very paria because my degree is bad or either like, you know, my work is not up to par. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, the girl mine like okay. gets a family, family influence and everything all. Yeah, so mm. they are. I think that's tough because when you get into a relationship or if you get married, it's not just the person, right? Unless you run off and go to a different mm. country altogether and never have contact with family again. Yeah. But when it comes to family, it's very hard to to detach from that. So maybe the alignment is not there because if that is how her family thinks, then deep down inside ingrained somewhere, right? That is how she was brought up. And those are the values that she had as a, as a kid as well and as an adult. So maybe she doesn't mind today. But then mm. like 10 years down the road when everything is not so rosy anymore, maybe she cares. Yeah. So like the rea- reality of life is that if it's like a family thing, then maybe it's something to stay away from. That's true. That's true. Mm. Yeah. I think um, getting married, especially in Asian culture, yeah. it's really a very family thing. Mm. So if, if your partner's family have strong objection to certain things that are called to you, yeah. and you know that you can't change that, yeah, I, I don't think I can offer you any advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go Sometimes to a like, marriage counselling. <laughs> yeah, but then the marriage counselling is for the entire family as well. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't know. That's really difficult yeah, conversation. But the chances are... Very tough, slim, tough. especially very in our slim, culture, definitely. Yeah. So mm. we have the last card here uh, before we go into the questions. Now, uh, I believe that there are many of you guys also have questions that you would love to ask as well. Yes. Uh, I hope that tonight's session was entertaining. We are going to go through the last question for tonight. If you enjoyed tonight, write uh, enjoyed in the comment uh, so that we know that no, this is something that was fun for you as well as it was fun for us, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very yeah? fun. Yes. And at the same time, ask any questions that you want to ask, mm. right? All right, last one. Save the best for last, I hope. All right. Stop. <laughs> what about it? What about it? Wow, so general. Okay, why not Why not like that? Uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about socks? When In- someone tells socks? Individual versus like robo-advisors slash ETF or index funds. Lah. I think that is how I see it. So, and, and also another thing would be investing versus trading. So like long-term or short-term, mm. right? Initial thoughts first, how about you? For me, at the moment I hear stocks is uh, how much money can make. <laughs> is, this, is this the question? How I, I much think, money can make? I, I'm starting to see that. Like the, the difference between a guy and girl, right? Really, it's, men are so damn, like at least Simple. for me, it's so damn straightforward. 
It's just how much money, how much money, how much money, how to be rich. <laughs> like, like literally that's that's like the core uh core makeup of anything that I'm <laughs> and, and for lady tends to be more like, mm, okay, what am I supposed to evaluating this <laughs> one word there? This how many six letter word, yes. Yeah. So men are such simple creatures. Mm. Yeah, I'm starting to think that Pavlov's dog are all male. <laughs> <laughs> you know Pavlov's dog, right? Uh, for those of you who do not know Pavlov's dog, uh, you want to explain Pavlov's dog? You can go ahead. You explain right. things better. Pavlov's dog uh, is actually a scientific experiment that what happened is that uh, this guy called Pavlov is a doctor and he ring a bell before he feed the dog and to create kind of like a routine, a habit. So whenever he rings a bell, then he will feed the dog. So after a while, he started ringing the bell even before he feeds the dog. So what happens is that once the dog hears the ring, the dog starts to feel hungry. Not mm. because the dog is hungry. It's simply because the cue... The trigger. Yeah, the trigger. So, uh, yeah, I was saying that like uh, basically men, we are very simple-minded. Any trigger straight away goes straight to the salivating. Eh? Yeah, money. How <laughs> money. much money can yeah. I make? Female is more like, hear the trigger... What's this trigger all about? Evaluate. Are Evaluate you trying to cheat first. me? <laughs> mm. Man, it's money. It's true. All right. Great. So lovely, lovely. Talk about stocks. Many um, different um, e- uh, evaluations here of this six-letter word. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, I can start. Um, I think the reason why I said like picking individual stocks versus let's say using a robo-advisor and buying like ETFs or index funds is because um, I think that's a that's a good question, right? Like people always ask, like, oh, there's so much effort going into um, looking at the stock, reading a company's annual mm. report, and evaluating the company. Um, you have to think about like fundamental analysis, technical analysis. What do I use, for instance? Um, then there's the opposite of that, which is something simple: basket mm. ETFs. So don't have to think. Even better, robo advisor. <laughs> they will optimize exactly. Like just leave your fate to them. Yeah. So for me. That's what you've mentioned where we're telling back it's about simplicity. So there's an option here. I think it's a spectrum. You can choose to do something more specific. You can mm-hmm. go and pick individual stocks. But if you're someone who's really looking at simplification of personal finance and for a lot of people, that's probably what they're looking at. Yeah. Then going for something that is automated like, an robo- like a robo-advisor would work really well. But ultimately, you still need to understand the fundamentals of that. Not yes. just like throw your money in and like, okay, now let that make money for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. so that's how I see it. Right, yeah. Mm-mm. I think I think that's very true. Uh, I personally think that up to today, uh, I, I know that there are quite many people, especially if they talk about stock a lot, like like the frequency of our channel does. Mm. Uh, they will say that stock investment is the best investment in the world. Property is not good. Uh, unit trust is not good. Everything else is not good. Uh, actually, I don't really agree with that uh, because... I always tell people this one thing as usual, there's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons why most men are poorer than ladies at the end of the day is because you probably don't even bother putting your money into robo-advisor and everything is stock. And at the end of the day, one stock pick is wrong. Gone case lah. At least yeah. the lady you did not diversify, guys. You did not diversify. <laughs> yeah, at least uh, the lady get the average, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so even though die. it's less, yeah. right? Yeah, mm. but it's good enough to to do well in that sense, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that um, one thing what you say is very true, you know, at the end of the day, even if you're investing in a basket of socks, like 
through equity funds or robo-advisor or whatnot, you need to know what are you investing in. Mm, yeah. Exactly. You need to know what you're investing in. The difference between an individual stock and this is if you invest in a robo-advisor or maybe a fund that's like Unitrust or whatnot, you can have the leverage of time to take your time to slowly understand. Mm. Yeah. But stocks, you don't understand, you better don't go in. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I guess the initial um, capital you need to buy stocks is probably also higher. I guess what they pride themselves right about ETFs and especially RoboAdvisor is fees are super low. Yes. And then you can start with, let's say, 100 ringgit, for yes. instance. So if you want baby steps towards investing and you don't really know what to do yet, ETFs, um, mm-hmm. or robo-advisors and after that you slowly pick up and you realise oh this is super interesting I want to know more about this and yes. then you can go graduate into picking your own stocks that's right totally mm-hmm. agree totally agree mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day it comes down to yourself what do you really want uh, I've known some ladies who are very very good investors I've known some uh, yeah as usual it's dominated by the men's base right mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Um, but having said that yeah nah, it's talking about stock pickers uh, mostly uh, uh, why, why do you think uh yeah, why do you think mostly when you talk about the stock market, mm, right? Mm. There are very little females who are actively involved in the stock market. I think mm. Ling earlier also said, I wish that I can meet a man who asked me Supermax or Top Glove. <laughs> so would you like you would you like Peter to ask you that? <laughs> yes. Peter every day asks you. Know, <laughs> That's a fantastic question. Yeah. I think two two parts to that. The first one, if you're talking about people showcasing themselves in terms of people showing, like people who are showcasing that they are picking stocks. I think men generally would talk more about it. That's Mm. why the personal finance space, you see more men than women because men are just, they are talking about it more than women. That's why you see more men talking about stocks than women because it's just, there's more men. But the second one, I think the volatility and the risk of uh, picking stocks is very high and there's a lot that goes behind the research before um, you know what to do. So maybe that's the reason behind that. And that goes back towards women and their role in society as well, right? So mm. let's say a woman, by the time you are maybe old or mature enough to think about investing your money and, and wanting to buy stocks, maybe you're in a stage of a life where you're thinking about your family, for instance. Mm. And if that is so, if you're spending your time caring for your children, then you really don't have the luxury of time to think about how when I'm going to evaluate this stock. Yeah. to follow the news, I have to read about this company. And that's why they tend to go for options that are easier. That's how I see it. Right, right, mm. right. True, true. That's a very good point, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think um, for females sometimes, like for men, I think again, it comes down to social expectation, right? Mm. We kind of have that social expectation that men is the one who is supposed to be making money. Mm. So, uh, that's why, like, when it comes to stock, it's be, the nature of it being a more aggressive investment to a certain extent, mm. or at least that's what the culture or the impression that we get out of it. So it feels like you need to spend more time towards it. And therefore, like, by the time sometimes females feel that they are ready for it, the time you're already married with kids. Yeah. Right? Uh, so unless you're willing to really take that extra step to be comfortable to go and learn it up and stuff like that, yeah, that's a whole different thing altogether. Yeah. And you have to be interested in it as well, right? Mm. And at the point of time in your life, like, are you still highly interested in this area of investment? Or are you thinking that I want to spend my time elsewhere and I want it to be automated? I know that I have to invest, but then how can I make it as simple as possible? Mm. And that's mm. where robo-advisors come in, mm. for example. 
Yeah. Talking about it, right? What you say is very true. You see, most of the most of the uh men, uh, but when it comes to personal finance space as well, mostly are men. The financial creators are many are men. And nowadays there are more and more females uh, in the market. But you notice that most of their audience are also men. Yes. Actually, I think more than half of my followers are men. Yes. For her do it. <laughs> Then someone asked you why is it not he do it? Same thing, <laughs> huh? same, same thing with Suyin, you know, I had a conversation yeah. with her. Yeah. yeah then she was telling me that actually most of her followers are also men. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think even if you go and check out like like even Ringo Ringgit and yeah, every other thing, right, yeah. you see many of the comments that are there ah, not really. When it comes to comments, female are more engaging. Two types. So the female will go like, yes, this is so good. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I love this advice. Nice work. But the guys will ask the serious questions. Yes. Mm. If, even in my <laughs> my page as well. Same Evidently, thing people. Yes. Girls are the ones who are more... Encouraging. Encouraging. They have... they When they interact with you, they interact with you as a person. Yeah. Uh, but the males who interact mostly, it's very question and solution oriented kind of comments. Interesting. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that as well. I remember I had some questions <laughs> on my <laughs> comments. If the girls ask questions, they'll ask me personally, like DM. Why? Like, tell me more about um, PRS. Mm. Like, like, you know, like a whisper. <laughs> then the guy will post on my comment. we like, why? Uh? Tell me more about these ECF platforms. <laughs> like, why is the government giving us tax relief for it? Uh? Tell me, like, how do I evaluate? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, and the question very <laughs> solution already. Yeah, like, uh, I want to know about this. So aggressive. Yeah, female one is usually more like, uh, I, I need, don't really know I, I don't really know, is it? Uh, can you tell me how does it work for me? To say? Yeah, yeah it's, it's very different on yeah. the dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. There's totally no right different. or wrong, it's just different. <laughs> yeah. Just the different dynamics between male and female. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let us right now go into some of the questions we have yes. come to about 10 o'clock. I mean, mm-hmm. tonight, I think this is probably the longest yeah. live show that I've done. You guys have so many questions. Yeah, because there were so many questions. It was so interesting yeah. and none of it was not fun. All of it was fun. It was. Yeah. It was. Good job. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So why not just stick uh, one or two questions yeah. and then we will go into... No, not go into anything. Yeah. We'll just call it a night, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 10 o'clock. Pick, pick things yeah. that you feel will be interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So if you have any dying questions, uh, why not you all write down there? And in the meantime, we'll just scroll it up and then we'll take a look at some of the interesting things mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they are a bit more controversial, right? Yes. And then we can go into a more interesting discussion. And also probably some interesting comments that you can see. Yeah. Oh my god, Ling is a guy. I'm so sorry. Ling, we are sorry Ling about 93 that. Ling93 is not a girl. Lovely I'm so sorry, name Ling. you have there, <laughs> Ling. Let's see, let's see. Any interesting question, especially about male and female, that'll mm-hmm. be the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one is asking this question. Uh, uh, Maybank Easy Pay Plus, 0%, good or not? Tell me more about the Easy Pay Plus. It's yeah. just a 0% um, loan installment plan, is it? Mm. What's the catch? That's my question as a woman. Uh, I don't know. What's man. the catch? Read the fine print, okay? Yeah. Read the fine print. Zero uh. percent. Hey, sometimes zero percent got ex- got service charge, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the one off service one. charge. It's not yeah. really zero percent. Yeah. I the service know. charge is actually the interest. Someone asked me, like, how about zero percent credit cards? Got a lot of criteria. Mm. Yeah, I know like in the UK and the US they have that. But it's only like zero percent for six months and then there's like a certain limit. So don't just think it's 0% because it says so. It's marketing. And you cannot sue people for marketing, by the way. Ah, yeah. yeah. So, no. 
Read the fine true. print. True. Yeah. Someone is asking. Product. Lovely. Wahid Good question. Berkeley, I use both Wahid <laughs> and Stashaway. My thoughts on Wahid is that um, Wahid hasn't performed as well as my Stashaway, but then I started Stashaway a few years ago. Wahid is this year. So I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison. But two things. One is I think people who started them together see better returns on Wahid than Stashaway. So maybe you can look at that. The other thing is Wahid is halal. Mm. and like Sharia compliant and then ethical investing so if that calls to you in terms of your values and principles as a person then definitely Wahid but if you want to diversify like me diversify more because I already robot advisors <laughs> then you can use well up to you yeah there are so many choices these days yeah I'm only yeah. using Stash away. I, I'm not using Wahid uh, mm. I, do have I just account. wanted to try and see like this yeah. interesting thing so I did <laughs> so I this one definitely female question. So we mm. can see the difference between male and female question. Men very solution. Right? Wahid, what's it? This one. Which one? Pick one. <laughs> so Becky, is the reaction to market volatility different for male and female? Ah, I thought that was a really good question. I think if you look at just very fundamentally the gender differences, maybe. But for me, I think we know so much about personal finance, for instance. Not not educated or illiterate ourselves but because we read so much and we listen to so mm-hmm. many people we know that like we shouldn't respond to volatility so mm-hmm. for me if like the market tanks so I'm gonna cut my losses and, and sell I'm just gonna hold it so mm-hmm. that's how I see it but how about you? Uh, I think that there's only a difference between educated and uneducated yeah, not, not really and male and female so both genders have the educated yeah. and uneducated I, I think so, like there are certain things that are quite different between male and female. Uh, there's a general pattern to it in mm. terms of like maybe tracking, maybe being more detailed, mm. uh, maybe being more uh, careful. You know, uh, there are some like innate traits of female there and male that makes quite a bit of difference. Mm. But I think when it comes to reacting towards volatility, it's more of a learned, educated yeah. kind of thing. I have to yeah. agree with that. So it, it's definitely naturally... I guess for female, they would be more careful with volatility, having that base, mm. seeing that. Mm, then mm, mm, mm. for male, it's more about, again, being a Pavlov dog. <laughs> when am I going to make more money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True, <laughs> it's just true. straight away going to the next thing. When am I going to make more money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. This yeah. question is probably not a gender-related question, but lovely question. No, and but that's a good one that, that yeah. kind of like brings it back to the gender part yeah. of it, right? And I really like your profile photo, Becky. Are those kittens? <laughs> Very nice. I hope Becky is a guy, a girl, huh? Sorry, Becky. I, I hope if I you didn't were a get the wrong one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's come down to. Uh, it's already ten o'clock. We mm. should really call it a night. Mm-hmm, I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many questions, especially about glove and stocks and so on. <laughs> For those of you who are interested in no more about glove and stock and whatnot, we're going to talk about it on Thursday because Thursday is our Ask Me Anything, nice. and on Saturday, as usual, we will be having our talk stock sing song. But for tonight, there goes our male versus female. Lovely. Who is better with money? Both. I guess conclusion is comes down to which part and yeah. What are you talking about exactly, right? Yeah, what so are you talking hard about? Hard to exactly? say what is better even. Yeah, what is better to yeah, even start so with? politically correct. That's just different, right? <laughs> I hope we didn't disappoint you tonight, everyone. <laughs> I knew you were here to look at drama, but you didn't get any. We're sorry. Next time we should fight, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. Fight, fight. yeah, just plan to fight <laughs> earlier than agree. I thought this is the last question that is really very good. Yes. 
Did yes. Michelle mention where can we follow her on social media? Yes, thank you so much for asking that question. You're not my friend, so I didn't plan this question. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, at her do it. So her, you know, female, do it, money, her do it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. What you can do, uh, if you like uh, Michelle's content, if you enjoyed uh, listening to Michelle tonight, she have a podcast on all platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, and definitely in Malaysia, the most popular would be Spotify. Yes. So go and check out Spotify. Her, do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just write H-E-R-D-U-I-T exactly. and you will be able to find her there. All mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And she basically does interviews and so on. Yeah. Right. Uh, why don't you just share with us a little bit, like what's the most memorable if we are going to go through your podcast right now, yes. which one would you recommend us to... I always recommend us. All I would say, uh, which is the one that was like, gave you some sort of an aha that you think would be suitable for Mr. Money TV's audience? Wow. Uh, okay, it's not so, so much about that. advice, right? <laughs> but I think to me, the aha was actually my first interview and the most heard one It's with my best friend and we've never ever talked about money before. Because you know, among like very close friends from childhood, you don't really talk about the, the topic of money. Mm -hmm. And when she was talking to me about money, it relates a lot to her family. And she comes from a very, very well-to-do family, so she never had to worry about it. But she talks about how when she was growing up, she never saw her parents because they were always working. And what she wants to do if she had a lot of money is to spend time with her family. And what I thought was, huh, I want to send this to your parents because I don't know how they feel about it like you probably never discussed this with your parents before and that do they know that actually until today you're an adult and all, you, you're thinking about your childhood and your parents working so hard to provide for you but actually they were taking away time from you so the mm. more I listen to all these stories I feel like oh, this actually is golden content for your parents wow. and your family and I should send this to them Wow. so wow. not so much advice but I feel like wow well, that's, that's really very Right. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully. go and watch that. Um, first episode. Not watch that. Listen, listen to that. Listen the first to, episode. Yeah. The first right? episode. So that's all about it for tonight. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you very much, Michelle, for joining us tonight here. I look forward to have you again. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. Good night. Good night. So that was Michelle from Her Do It on the difference between man and woman when it comes to personal finance. What about you? What do you think? Thank you for listening. If you like The Real Money Show, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Next up, we have Ziet, a financial analyst and a fellow YouTuber who will be sharing with us his thoughts about value investing if it still works today. Stay tuned.